Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Whether it be flat earth, a a government conspiracy, whatever, it's when something they can't prove like without like some crazy something that i that no tangible like physical hard evidence that they could show me and be like hey this is like absolutely proof that i'm right and then they're but the, they talk about it like they like mm-hmm. their whole life I mean, like they put everything on the line right those are the kind of people i don't like but i think in, in maybe we'll call it the normie world or the people that are like oh these conspiracy theorists i think they need to give them more of a break because it's like well what do you expect when the government lies to you you're going to speculate and now that doesn't mean now a a lot of people like to start with the fantastical i just personally like to start with the easiest and most logical and then go to the fantastical but there's nothing wrong with starting at the fantastical and those people that do i'm like well you can't fault them because they're being lied like they're not wrong that they're being lied to (laughs) now are they right that the of the shape of the earth are they right about what they think q is going to do on it Hump day? Yeah, that means it's Wednesday. And, uh, well, believe it or not, I, uh, by the grace of Mother Nature, ended up having a four-day weekend. Um, I, as you know, had a Monday off, uh, uh, to watch the Super Bowl, and then, uh, we did, uh, the Conspiracy Underground. But, hey, here we are. Uh, the Northeast finally got some snow. 
And uh, yeah, it is what it is. So we're going to sit back and enjoy this though. Um, if you like everything that we uh, put out here at My Third Eye Podcast and M3E Media, please go over to patreon.com forward slash My Third Eye Podcast. Sign up for a $5 tier is the best for your buck, but I do have a $3 tier and I do have a $10 tier, but $5 best for bang for your buck for the month. And uh, yeah, you get everything ad free and all the videos and any other bonus episode that I record and put out. Um, I didn't plug anything at the end of this episode, so make sure you go to purepetwellness.com, enter Ghost at Checkout. Okay, Ghost at Checkout gets you 20% off your entire order, and they're an American made and owned company. Okay, best pet CBDs. Men, when I say pet, I'm sure you could put it on a pet snake or a mouse. I don't know. I have dogs, so that's what I use it for. Okay, so again, that's purepetwellness.com forward slash no forward slash okay screwing this one up again but hey that's why you like me i'm i'm original i I don't i don't edit this shit out so purepetwellness.com goes to check out gets you 20 percent off your entire order and don't forget about dangerousworldpodcast.com for your conspiracy soap almost out that's dangerousworldpodcast.com for conspiracy soap so sit back i have sean chris on fun guy to talk to could have went probably four hours easily um but man yeah we 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 got into a little bit of the alien thing that happened back in in january and and what have you and and a whole bunch of other stuff so make sure you go give him a five-star rating and review on apple itunes five-star walk away on spotify and that's to kill the mockingbirds podcast okay sean chris is the guest sit back and enjoy and we're one more day closer to Friday. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of M3E. And in the third eye zone, I have Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds podcast with me today. And we are live right now on uh, the old X marks the spot. But uh, Sean, this has been a long time kind of in the making on and off trying to set up a time where you and I can get together, record an episode. I, I tried getting you on the tavern when I had the tavern still up and running. And uh, finally, magic came through, and you're here. Uh, you have new new things in the I works. I was on the tavern, and then you weren't there. That's right. That's when uh, That's when uh, Catalyst, I had him running it for the yeah, month, because yeah. he said, yeah, Sean, Sean came on. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been wanting to get him on and oh, for the longest time. But you're back by yourself. You're back teamed up with Catalyst, so let plug anything and everything right up front. Let them know where they can find the podcast, where they can find every any avenue that you you do and put out. This pumped up, uh, you know, the podcast been uh, kind of reworking and retooling and reformatting. Now I've come up with a new thing. Uh, we got our new EI voice assistant, Raven. That's with Kill the Mockingbirds uh, podcast. Uh, kind of like my co-host slash extra element. We you know got to get that little. Uh, and the EI stands for exaggerated intelligence because, you know, it's I'm doing all the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to bring it to life. You know what I mean? Right. So let's not, let's not give too much credence to this damn voice, though. But, no, we're trying to add a little bit of extra elements. You can find everything at killthemockingbirds.com. And working on some new music coming out soon, too. Like, uh, I got a little EP in the works and uh, just start smashing out episodes. Kind of, we just refigured the whole, I figured out the whole little format that I'm doing, like I said. And I added this AI element. I got big on making the AI songs and and the Eleven Labs, so I've been like trying to incorporate that a little bit more with the show and uh, keeping people informed, but having a good time with it. I'm gonna always like be an outlaw comedian, say whatever the hell I want, kind of person. <laughs> 
That, that's the only way to be. <laughs> that, that, you know what right. I mean? That's how I am. A big, big, uh, I don't know, big kid at heart, I guess you could say. But I, I'm kind of like you were talking a little bit uh, off the air before we hit the the old record button. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm a stickler for, for for good stuff, and you know these days it's kind of sad and. Uh, I get it. You know, there's a lot of people out there wanting to start up their their um, podcast, and I, and I was in this this circle, you know, in the beginning, and didn't have the greatest equipment and, and audio. But once you upgrade and you finally get to to a level, and you're starting to understand how to process everything, you sit there and you go to listen to something, even if it's not your own, and you're just like, bro, you, we got to we got to do something. We got to get you hooked up with some better audio cleaning up and and per, yeah. production on, on the on the back end. But, you know, let people know what kind of music you you make cuz uh Oh man, I do like uh hip hop, like, you know what I'm saying? I've been I've been rapping for like over 20 years, man. Uh doing battle rap, like I make songs and stuff like that, but I got really big into it with, uh, again. Like I started getting more active uh, when I started the podcast in 2020. People were like, "Oh man, you rap too?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, just kind of happened to rap and shit." Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they were like, "Put out something." So I put out a little album out in 2021 called "Dystopian Paradise." And uh, yeah, uh, I've been rapping for a long time, but like, this is a lot of different types of music. I'm trying to intertwine. I'm trying to introduce. I'm always trying to be on the cutting edge, and sometimes that means like, uh, you may be. Not the one that's remembered You know what I'm saying The guy that invents rock and roll Nobody knows You know what I mean The real guy Even like right. Chuck Berry I'm sure there's someone That Chuck Berry took that from Right Like we don't know that guy The guy that uh, Decided to get an electric guitar And add this element to it I think that's just Part of human nature And sometimes they're remembered And it's not about being remembered Necessarily It's just about pushing Everything forward That's my mentality Whether it's in podcasting Music uh, Any kind of artistic thing That I do I want to push everything forward i don't want to be the status quo there should never be us shooting for being status quo we got to keep going and leveling up and changing the game and and bringing different elements to that and and when i say changing the game i mean like push that bar back up and be like oh whoa you're doing that so when i see somebody like uh doing something integrating with their show like a uh, uh, paranoid american perfect example right mm -hmm. man i love what he does bro like that inspires me and gives me ideas that i'm like oh okay i can do this i can add this element i can add this element and and i think that just pushes other people to want to do that too and i think when we lose that which we don't want to do in podcasting it's new so a lot of people just kind of picked up podcasting they weren't necessarily a creative type right like right. they're just like hey i got five friends let's start bullshitting right which can go off but i think that has changed right people want more from podcasting and even any content creating they want to have like layers to it not just the person and and following them but then their message what are they actually building towards are they changing are they genuine are they something that is out of this world almost like right like nothing out of the something out of the norm that's not this status quo and i think that's me is like the outlaw breaking any status quo that you put in front of my face. <laughs> Hell yeah. That that's the way it should be. And, uh, you know, like you said, no, no, nothing against people wanting to get together, you know, friends, whatever, throwing a podcast together. You know, I kind of started this, not necessarily on a whim, but like I, I knew I wanted to do it. Um, you know, I, I DJed back when I was in, uh, the air force in my younger years and always had a, uh, a, a passion for for music or you know djing or being behind a microphone or, or whatever and i was like man i i just don't know where to start and hit up ryan and he, you know he he helped me you know hey get this this will help you get started and then him and i became really 
great friends over the years and, you know, met so many awesome people. And I, I remember the first time hearing you on his, what was it, conspiracy break room that he did at the, at the time. And you were talking about onion dip. And I remember, be, and I was listening to that and I was in the grocery store and I remember it was like the first time I, I sent you a direct message on, on Instagram and it was just a picture of uh, onion dip package, uh, a, a packet of uh, onion dip to whatever. And, I, and you were just like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I like to eat and, and I ain't going to shame. Yeah, I, I love this. I shit. like that. That was a pretty cool little uh, segment that he was doing because, you know, it's, it's nice to integrate other uh, ideas of like what people are doing because. It can't just be always like, hey, man, it was like aliens or Trump, Biden. Like, you know, sometimes I like people even ask me all the time, like I'm big into sports. And is there an element of rigging? Sure. Like me and uh, Kat and uh, uh, Paranoid American broke down like what we kind of feel is the script. Like there, I don't feel like there's a script like where there's something handed down that's like, hey, this team has to do this in week seven and week eight, blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's now I think it dictates throughout the year and that's why it changes because like money wise right who's betting the most money in the beginning of the year on certain teams what team's rising where can you make the most profitable amount and it doesn't always work in their favor but they're trying to right and I th I think they go as far as like not just refereeing but like like even pushing like what we were talking about like having a uh, um you know, someone wrecked their, their life, talk to their wife, fucking uh, see the cheating or some, some kind of scandal was broken. Hey, did you know he really likes blah, 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 or he did this, caught it. This. I think they stir the pot like that all the time. And that tries to push it in their favor. And I think it works sometimes. And it works. It probably works a lot of the time, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, then you put in the element of, of, you know, sports betting. And, you know, these athletes like to bet too. And, you know, yep. you, you see that, that whole thing, you know, uh, hey, you know, yo, yo, some money here to the to the bookie. Yeah. I need you to throw an interception here and, and, a, and an interception there. You know, do that and then we'll call it good because, you know, you need you need to lose this game. And, you know, I don't I've never thankfully been in the underground uh, back rooms and, and what have you of gambling to that extent. But, you know, these high rollers, you know, they, they, you have all this money at some point things do start to get boring so you have to spice it up you know and i'm not justifying and it's even worse than that though we like when we dialed into the nfl and the mob the ties when the nfl started with the mob is is so crazy like it's there man almost every nfl owner had a heavy tie to a mobster like as far as even like the arizona cardinals when they were in chicago then before you know i think they went to st louis as well they were tied in with al capone you know what i mean like all these this thing was created to make money so people would gamble on it right they right. knew people were running numbers they knew about horse racing back then it was like hey people are already betting on sports let's make a league and like make it official and make a huge huge killing on all angles of it like that's really what it is and all business is mob mentality man if you've ever been in the business world dealing with these higher ups that that's what it is and that doesn't mean like oh they're they're whacking people and people are dying and like that not necessarily that right but you are getting it to where they're they don't care what happens to you and your company there is no like hey let's split this deal like i'm gonna get all the money and you're getting nothing and your company's gonna go bankrupt and i'm gonna be happy about it like that kind of is the feeling of business and that's what they did with the nfl and so mm -hmm. the whole start of it is on gambling so i think it's inevitable that they're going to push it to where the money's at. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
that that was the the founding of Las Vegas in a nutshell. What you just described, yeah. you know what I mean? It was mob mentality. The mob mob owned it. You know, they pick they picked a a place where nobody would want to go, middle of a desert, and now yeah. look at it today. And you know, I mean, it evolved over time. And now you don't have the the whacking of the mob as much that we know of yeah. as you did in the beginning of Vegas, but it still has that mob mentality. I mean, it's been 20 some years since I've been to Vegas, but man, even when I was there walking down the streets and even going down old Fairmont Avenue, you just had that vibe. Like you're looking at these old buildings and you're like, you know, motherfuckers got whacked in here. You know what I mean? Like some dirty shit went down. Well, that was like when you got caught cheating and you were like, man, I hope the cops come, right? That's yeah. when you were hoping the cops would pick you up. Because <laughs> if you go in the back room and you're like, man, this, I'm done, bro. Like, <laughs> So I think that like a lot of stuff, and that's what like I think I'm the, I think I'm kind of like the thorn in the conspiratorial word side. Like not all the time because it's just, it varies because depending on where you lean on certain subjects. So like this script stuff to me, I'm like kind of like, hey, yeah, I get what you're saying. There is evidence that there's rigging and trying to like follow the money but when you just start saying this script thing it sounds foolish and then they can lean into it and it becomes a joke and then nobody cares about it so if you think and i'm not saying people have to care about it but i'm like if you really want people to get back or back you on this thing that you think is like hey bread and circuses people need to know blah, blah blah but then you're like yeah but then you're not even showing like hey this is a mob organization, bro. It started like this is a fact. You don't have to speculate like, oh, I think they got a script in the beginning of the season. No, this is like facts. Like, hey, if you tie this guy with this mobster with this time, then you can connect the dots. And that should be your logic. Like, yeah, of course, this is a has a big chance of uh, being messed with. And, it, and it's all categories under entertainment. Right. So mm-hmm. it's entertainment and it's it's WWE, man. It's, it's uh. wrestling. It's. It's really what it is. Like everything is wrestling, like to a degree, because everybody thinks wrestling's completely scripted and fake. It's like, well, it's it's scripted to a degree, mm-hmm. but those people don't have to do that, right? Right. Like if Hulk Hogan is like, hey man, I'm not giving up the title. He's not giving up the title. He's not gonna let him. Like you would literally have to and which would happen, especially in the lower ranks, is dudes would be like brawling for real in the ring. Like, hey, no, nah, man, you need to you need to give me that title, bro. Like it's my time to shine. I'm the I'm the new face of the company. And and you can write in the script that he's supposed to lose. And the same thing happens, I think, in the NFL, NBA, all that too. It's like, yeah, it says Eagles are gonna win. But I can beat them, but I just have to give them everything I got. And you know you're playing against the rest as well. Absolutely. Do you dabble with wrestling much anymore? Or? Uh, yeah, I play with, uh, you know, every now and then I'll turn it on, man. I watch a little bit of it, try to keep up with it. I wasn't into it for a while, and then I got back into it. And then I just started seeing that, like, it correlates a lot with life, right? Uh-huh. And it's funny because it's one thing, and I might do a breakdown on this because I've been thinking about this. It's one thing I haven't seen anybody really break down about like Illuminati and or or government ties and MK because if you watch wrestling over the years and just know like you're like they're always integrated like they were the first people talking about like the nation of domination right uh-huh. and it's funny because it almost like that kicked up because remember when they came with nation domination like everybody's still fun and like I lived like I'm fucking 40 years old and I tell people like I lived through the 2000s bro yeah. it was, and I lived in a diverse area everybody was cool like was there gangs yes and was there people that didn't like at certain towns but for the most part people just hung out to everywhere and then when op- uh, uh, what's it called Occupy Wall Street happened 
then we started seeing like this split after that where everybody's like oh like i'm blm oh i'm antifa oh i'm a uh and cat uh, you know a, a, a narco capitalist mm-hmm. i'm uh blah blah, blah and uh, <laughs> fill in the blank whatever they want to say that to me was a shift and who started that shift if you think about it wwe yeah wrestling they started with the whole nation domination, mocking each other and putting that like not. And, and it's not like they created that. Right. Like, I get it. That's something that was an undertone already in, in life in general. But it's really weird how they're like push agendas on wrestling a lot. And nobody really speaks about that. I mean, you can watch it's like any program, but I'm just saying, like, if you watch a lot of wrestling, man, there's a lot like, it, you know, there's an LGBT wrestler. There's like, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying like there's like. They 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 promoted the mass big time. They uh, uh, pushed a lot of the stuff without having the fans in the arena and putting them digital. Like there's a lot of things that they've done, and I get it's for money. I'm not saying which way they they roll. I don't really know. Right. But I thought it'd be interesting, man, if you could go through like the late '90s attitude era to now, and then try to match up like what was going on in Dude, the that, world and see that it kind of like started a lot of stuff. That'd be a good episode. Um. I mean, hell, I'd be, I'd even be down with it because I remember as a kid and it was, it was a few years before the, the original World Trade Center bombing. Um, you yeah. had, uh, it was the, it was earthquake. And I think the big boss man, the twin towers that, that they were going up against, uh, who was it? That was a Hakeem. The twin towers was uh, earthquake and Hakeem the dream. Yes. Hakeem the dream. And it was like, holy shit, you know, and then uh, fast forward, you know, we didn't know first world trade center bombing you know what i mean you know like oh and they were going up against the twin towers and it was this and that so there's a lot of elements in there i remember my buddy he's still really huge into the the wwe and when bray wyatt had passed away he said go back and look at his his funhouse specials and and look at all the uh pictures in the background he said there's a lot of secret society type of vibes going on with this and i was like oh shit and i did a little bit but not not much you know what i mean but it's it it is crazy how you know you're going through you know the the attitude era i mean stone cold he rang so true to the the blue collar worker that just wanted to go into work one day and be like oh hell yeah fuck you and they were the catalyst of that movement. He's the catalyst of the MAGA movement. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, is is maybe that would be like the question to go in and asking in that episode would be like, hey, is wrestling telling us 10 years <laughs> to 15 years? Is it are they Simpsoning us? You know what I'm saying? Like right. if you really think about it, there's a lot of what's going on in there because that whole stone cold attitude and and then what happens is it does get into society because it all plays a part. And I'm not saying that's the like if you watch certain movies or anything, yeah. Of course, like it's going to influence you. And if you have bad people around or people that can't help you grow around you, not necessarily bad people, but people that can't help you grow and understand what's right from wrong, then yeah, these these things that you're playing, Grand Theft Auto or listening to music, they, they, they are going to play an element. And especially if you had a rough childhood and you didn't have that birth to seven years of where you get installed all your morals and how you should act in life and how you should be and what's the proper way to present yourself and and treat the public and be empathetic if you didn't have that and then you're playing crazy games and watching these crazy movies and you don't have any understanding of that i mean everybody wants to talk about occult symbolism and all that that which is good to know and all that but 
let's just go for the service level of what they're pushing people towards. Like right there with Stone Cold, we see it, right? A working class going against his boss. It's time for the working class to fight the higher up. But then they start dividing into these groups. We got DX, where there's, hey, we're rebels and we do whatever we want. But then you have a nation of domination. Like, hey, we do this because of, of our race and our identity, kind of putting identity to the forefront. And it just goes along mapping. I just feel like the more you watch it, you're like, man, it really just encaptures what's going on in the world. But it kind of is ahead. Mm-hmm. It looks like it, you might be able to figure out some if we really studied it. And nobody's really studying it. No. No one's putting it out there like that. I think that would be something interesting. I'd like to know if if people do dive into this cuz during that that era, I mean, you had so many different I don't want to say fantasies, but like you had the brood that was all about being uh vampires and shit, you know what I mean? And I think uh uh shit, the one with Wesley Snipes, uh Blade. Blade. Blade was popular back then. You know, it did come out and what have you. And people were, yeah, you know, you know, you know, getting into vampires and you had uh, you know, a few other movies out there, but it was really cool. And then you had The Undertaker taking a different turn and he got into that, you know, really dark occult symbolism with the the symbol and sacrificing and people. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, y- you see all that and you're like, man, wh- where were they headed? Or what was influ- influencing that? Or it, were they they telling us, hey, you know, maybe they're not real, I'm going to bite your neck, suck your blood vampires, but there are vampires out there in a different way and doing yeah. what, what Edge, Christian, and uh, Gangrel did back then. And, you know, it was great. And then then you saw the the rise of, you know, young Rocky Maivia into to, to The Rock and so many others and one of my favorites of, of all time, you know, Chris Benoit got, you know, whatever happened there. I don't think we were told the, the original story. And my my favorite of all time, Brett the, Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, he just, that whole, you know, going down in the dungeon. You know, that's how we learned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck. But it's crazy shit, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's something that people should look into because we're talking about like all these... uh Oh, pop stars and stuff like oh man, look at their occult symbolism. I'm like, man, but this is there's a lot going on in wrestling that is a huge piece of American history too, right? It's entangled, especially like into the South and in the Midwest and all that, like that area, that chunk of it, and even some of the East Coast, and it's everywhere. But that was ingrained because there was their own little organizations in Texas and Tennessee and, you know, in Ohio and all these different States where they had like, Hey, we're the W said you know what I mean? Whatever their initials were, right. they would add like their promotion company. And then the WWF at the time, they just absorbed all those little, uh, uh, little companies. And now they're like, there's no more territories. Everything's our territory. Yep. It used to be all territorial. Like, and that's why you'd see like, only these wrestlers fighting these wrestlers and then you started seeing crossovers and then I just think you got something so huge that has been in the I mean we kind of like forget how huge it is you go watch like you know a wrestling event and you're like hey man there's like 100,000 people there like you know what I'm saying like there's 80,000 people there there's six there's a lot of people watching and they get a lot of viewership so you're like hey man this is like we forget that it's still super popular it's just at times it gets even more popular where it breaks back through to like the everyday mainstream being on TMZ and and MTV and CBS like you know what I'm saying every every day being talked about 
But it's something that I think that would be interesting because I've seen nobody doing it. Everybody wants to do the music stuff, you know, which is cool too and interesting. I do it as well. But something I might lean in towards and trying to eat because I've been watching it and be like, dang, man, there's a lot of, man, that's weird. I say it like that, man. Or like, I'll be like, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it was the context. Like the within the last like year, year and a half, it kind of started slowly dwindling back into into my life. And it started kind of with the, I'd see clips of the bloodline and I'm not a, I think Roman Reigns is like the most boringest fucking champion that there ever was. Like he has, he has no, my dog has more personality in his fucking toenails than, than this guy has on, on, on TV. I don't know him in real life, but who he's portraying or whatever. But then you see this, the, the split between the Usos and what have you and, and, you know, that whole family line runs deep within the WWF, WWE, and even the territories that, that were before that. And then you see coming in people like L.A. Knight, who reminds everybody at some point of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock had a baby and it was L.A. Knight because he's great on the mic. He says everything, you know, witty like like The Rock did, but he also says it in a way like Stone Cold does. And, you know, you see that. And then now Randy Orton's back. And it's it's just crazy. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, cool. You know, I never thought. I used to hate Randy Orton. Now I'm like, man, I hope he whips some ass. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's crazy how it just creeps back in. But why is it creeping in now? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, within the last year, year and a half, well, you take the bloodline. What's going on right now? America's a bloodline. And it's splitting. It, it's being fractured and by outside forces. You know, I mean, that's just one simple way of looking at it. No, there's a, a lot of that symbolism in baked into it. And and just in general, like, I do think that, like, what happens is that things get better, right? There's better writers. There's better storytelling. They, 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 and then maybe, like, those writers are... Because I am under this, like, what is it? Like, is it art imitating life or is life imitating art? Like, one uh, uh, Ayala always says, like, right, is, is this... Because we created it and now we're like programming ourselves to do it or did someone else program us to try to, you know what I'm saying? So it's this uh, chicken before egg, right? Like what, what, what really is, uh, uh, where are we going with it? It, I don't know, but I do think that it got better and I think that they have better talent now. And then once you do get up there, then that's when, Hey, let's play. Uh, here's a little programming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you know can help out. Like then people can plug in because I think a lot of stuff is just not everybody's in on this the the whole scheme. It's usually like one or two people. I, I'm always right. about everything has to be limited, and I think it's some of it's just manifesting. That's why I think like, what about us being all scared, right? Or like, oh, the end of the world. Like, man, we're all gonna die because blah 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 blah. Well, if we believe that, ain't that gonna happen? Like you know what I'm saying? Like if we if we keep going, oh man, Russia's gonna nuke us, and if we all as a consciousness believe that, like it maybe that won't happen, but we're gonna create this worst thing, which well, because at least a nuke, you're done, you're wiped out, boom, you ain't gotta worry about it, you're gone, we, we, not nothing to do. But with this lingering over you, you have this constant fear of it could be right. So you live with this fear, and every day is like you don't sleep as much, right? You you don't eat as well, like you you just don't live a more full life. And I think that we just gotta get away from the fear too, man. Like it's fun. So sometimes I've been telling people like, hey man, you should decode this, and I talk to them, and I'm like, and when they get really like, man, like 
seeming like they're going to go crazy. I'm like, man, maybe you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, go down this like little hole right here. Cause like, it's more, it's better to have your sanity. And I would like people to be more happy. So like, Go take some of your, as they would say, a blue pill or something. If you want to watch wrestling or a sporting event, like you don't just don't let it be your life, bro. Like yeah. have your family, like, you know, have your fun. Like there can be concerts you want to go to. You can save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Watch movies still. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, everything's there. Don't let them dictate because that's part of it too is when we start seeing everything, messages and everything and being worried and scared of everything, that gives them to me more power. And then if we're just happy and we just roam around, whatever that may be, whatever that, if it's just a bunch of different, what I believe is like cartels that make up the whole world that are all tug of warring with their think tanks of how to control society. I think it's like tons of different factions fighting amongst each other all the time. That's why I don't think anybody will ever rule anything because nobody can even get along, man. Like it will only go for so long before it breaks. And I think that when we just go, man, I'll do my own thing. What happens is we get wrapped up in societal ways, all of us, even including mm -hmm. me, man, like talking shit, like everything convenient. So like, man, what have I been doing more now? Yeah, I'm going to cook for myself more. I need to be more self-reliant. Like not that I know I'm not a great cook or anything like that, but it's, it's to get used to that. Then, you know, you, first of all, you do become better, but then just, Hey man, I don't need this. This is an extra bill I'm paying. Why am I paying this? Right. right? For what convenience is this really? How much time is this really me saving? And what, what is it doing to me personally? Like, Oh, this is better. If I cook my own meal, makes me feel better. gives me more energy. makes me okay, then I need to start doing that. And I think we just have to grasp our life back. We've gotten caught up. And I, know I don't blame anybody because we all kind of got caught up. Oh, know, absolutely. Our, our parents, and everybody just got wiped up into this convenience lifestyle because we were just too busy trying to make money and trying to succeed in life. And now we got to step back a little bit and uh, kind of take our life back and you know, do stuff for ourselves, man. Just yeah. little simple stuff. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I've always kind of liked cooking, um, but as I got older, I, I liked it more and more and more. And now, now I love to cook. And you know, and, and you talk about that. Okay, I can leave work. I can drive twenty minutes to McDonald's, get it. Drive maybe twenty five minutes back home, sit down, eat it, feel like shit. Wait. Then, if you start looking at what you spent, the gas mo money that you put into your car, the way your body feels. And you're like, I could have went to the grocery store maybe once, maybe twice a week, got shipped for, for meals, took the 30 minutes that I that I wasted driving back to my house, yeah. made it made a decent meal and feel good about myself and have leftovers that I, I can eat maybe the next day. Or it's really good and you get to share it with somebody and, and there's smiles on, on, on the people's faces like, man, this is really fucking good. It's like, yeah. well, thank you. You know what I mean? I, you, I I sprinkled a little love in there for you. And set yourself up for success. Like what I like to do a lot too is like if you got a Sunday or a Saturday or a Friday, whatever day is a slow day for you, 
do all your like prepping like as far as like cutting all the veg like i'll cut a bunch of vegetables up that i want to like cut up for the for the whole week and just kind of like plan yourself like man if you keep yourself like hey i'm gonna eat this this this, this and that get it all ready kind of like you kind of know and then you can prep yourself like i'll freeze stuff you know what i mean could do all the prepping in like a day and then like throughout the next month i don't have to do it all right yeah and it's and it's simple or every two weeks usually yeah i like to and and that's some of my favorite time is like cutting up all the veggies and doing all the the, the prep work and what have you because it, I don't I don't know there's just something about it it's like you know you're you're taking this time to put this energy in into to creating you know this this meal in the future and you're doing it just by okay I'm cutting up some carrots and onions today and and bell peppers whatever got them in their containers make make whatever freeze okay you make a big batch freeze half of it then you can come back exactly. to it a, a few weeks later Unthought when you have a busy night, bada bing, bada boom, you have a meal again. And there's nothing better than that. It's just that people are in that mindset, like, because we're, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that promoting that more and like getting people in that way, like, instead of like these damn Andrew Tates and like Fresh (laughs) and Fit, like, hey, what you need to do is get a Bugatti. Get a Bugatti. Like, fuck your Bugatti, bro. Like, bro, you ain't a real person, bro. Like, you have probably no real relationship with anybody, like, because you're fake. How about grab on my Bukaki? How about that? Yeah, like, I think those people are really misleading people and like, hey, like, look, I get it. There's like these chicks that suck, right? That are assholes. I'm like, well, don't go after those chicks, bro. There's a ton of women in the world, bro. Like a ton. And I'm telling you, there's a lot that don't even care about Instagram that don't care about, you know what I mean? They have, Go find those people. Like, don't go to LA and then try to date LA. Uh, uh, super, uh, not even supermodels. I mean, like OnlyFans girls and uh, and IG models, and then be like, man, these chicks are, man, they're bu- they're busted, they're whack, they're, they're they want it. Well, yeah, you're dating that kind of woman, stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop being an idiot. Like, but because these. And I think Tate and all them are like, like I don't know if they're what psychological operation there is, but his dad was in the CIA. He mm-hmm. admits it himself. His dad was in the CIA. But if you notice, he's pushing dudes to like this male feminism. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where like it's like, yeah, like you just fuck girls and then like you eat steaks and you smoke a cigar and fuck these bitches. But it's like you're not building a family. You're not becoming a real man and and, and sacrifice because a man sacrifices himself for his family, whatever, whatever that may be. And and I think that they're like, nah, it's the selfish life. Take care of you. And that to me sounds like male feminism. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because like you're saying, you know, my kids are grown now, but you know, they didn't realize the the sacrifices that me and, and, and you know, their mom or whatever mm-hmm. had to make. And, you know, my daughter, she, she'll be 21 this, this, this summer, but she even said it, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago we were talking she's like, dad, I really hate adulting. Like I, I don't have money for this. And, you know, I didn't expect this to come up and I didn't realize this was that expensive. And I'm like, now take that back to the the time you were born to the time now and think about how many times I had to put that thought through my head to sacrifice something that I may have wanted or wanted to do differently in order for you and your stepbrother to have a better life or to, to do something fun or, you know, you wanted to splurge and, you know, have a pizza party with your friends. Okay. You know, and she's just like, wow, I never thought of it that way, dad. I'm like, well, yeah, welcome to adult. Yeah, that is where you think about all those things. That's the the hard part too. Is like 
passing that back on is that you don't see it until you experience it a lot of times, right? You can tell somebody as much as you want and you can try to prepare them until they see it. Then they can, that's when you really, you can retain the information, but you don't quite understand it. Mm -hmm. And then you experience it and you go, Oh, like, you know what I mean? That's what that is. Like, it's just tons of that going through life. But that is how we push though. But you see how you still have that branch and we, and we want to sacrifice, right? As Mm -hmm. a parent, like that's, that's our, our, our purpose but there is a lot of parents now they're not willing to do that a lot no. of times i hear the i need me time i need you know what i mean i gotta hey man you to me me time is like once they start getting like 10 11 12 years old where you can like you know what i mean but like that whole from born to like eight nine like you it's critical moments in their life you can't be just like not saying you can never go anywhere but like yeah like you yeah, you, you are their world time. you are their yeah. world like you get f- fuck your your time it's their time you are all they know and and you see it in the reflection of some of these kids now you know what i mean you can you can tell the the parents that just sat them down in front of a screen or oh yeah you know just oh i, I need my me time and and pawn them off to their their mom or mom and dad you know the grandparents for the whole entire weekend almost every other weekend so they can go out partying it up at the bars and and doing whatever and it's like Stop doing that shit. Spend some quality time with them because at one point you're going to get to the point in your life you'll be like, wow, I really fucked up. I should have spent more time. Well, yeah, no shit. Now you can't get it back. You, you, you've you already lost that. And and you've probably put a put a little bit of a wedge in your relationship, even though you think you're you're close, but you're probably really not as close as you think you are. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And then, like, you could tell. That's why, like, parents that don't know all the information but that's because like they don't realize it and and it's not i don't like blame all parents too because it's not like oh i have it all right like i did all the right things i didn't but i was fortunate enough to like uh you know my daughter just turned 21 in october but we're i was able to like install things at early age that later on and same thing that happened to me i had a lot of stuff installed in me at a young age so when i went through a bad spurt of having life just slap you in the face and you know things are happening and you're questioning your existence of what's going on in the world mm-hmm. you're able to revert back to it because it's installed in you and i think that people don't understand the importance of it and i don't think they've even been taught that a lot of people don't even know how important it is from birth to seven especially is one of the most critical times of teaching your kid and you know try not to get them and, and i get it it's not always like people trying to you know go drink and party it's that they don't understand parenting and their parents didn't teach them and they didn't really get a lot of uh expertise or or know how to do a lot of this stuff so what happens is they're like ah they're crying i just want to make them stop crying here let me show them this show even though i know this show is bad for them or hey let me do let them do this even though i know it's setting a bad example it's just these hard boundaries that we gotta that we gotta have in it, and I think it's because also we ha- we're promoted to have kids at a young age because you know people used to die mm-hmm. allegedly younger. I don't know. Right. who knows. <laughs> and some people say older, man. It's like you can't even be right with anything anymore. But yeah, with all I, the- I, I remember scratching my head when my wife's uh, nana died uh, a few years back. She she lived to ninety seven. She was born in like twenty one, and you know you're like oh people died so much young. No, this lady lived a long, healthy life. You, you oh, know what I mean? Great, like, man. come on. And, and I think a lot of a lot of other people did live but a longer, healthy life. In 1776, they only lived to like 35. What? Yeah, that's why a, a, a 29-year-old man needed to marry a 12-year-old girl because 
they didn't live as long. Get the fuck out of here. Or how about maybe the dude's a fucking pedophile, like yeah. a pervert, and that and and then he's making some fake ass shit up and that you don't know about. Like it's it, the world is a wild place, man. Like it's fun though. Like at least what we do, it's fun to have commentary and like uh, just tell people what you think. Sometimes I'm like, man. I don't know. Like, I try to wait on everything. Like, I don't know if you delved into the whole Miami Aliens thing. Everybody was big on that. I called bullshit almost right out the gate. But I will say, me too. But, like, I will say the thing that's interesting now to me is that they, they're they trying to insinuate something. And then, like, I, I think that there's this other, like, operative at hand. Like, because I just did an episode and I was talking about Blue Beam. Because everybody talked about Blue Beam, but nobody really has explained what Blue Beam is, who Serge Manost is. How he went out there and and wrote a book in 1994, and it broke down these four pillars of how uh, uh, Project Bluebeam was going to work, and you know, he, weather machines, and you know, false messiahs, creating a new religion, one world order, blah 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 blah. But like people just think, you know, he talk about fake alien invasions as well in there, and I think people just see that they think, oh, it's a fake alien invasion. But then I also analyzed Project Blue Book, the Air Force files of like real encounters that like and I started watching the series which I think everybody should watch it on you can watch it for free on uh, Freebie or something like that that's how I found it for free because I'm always trying to find ways to watch stuff for free that's why like I don't even get mad if someone tries to find my stuff for free I'm like dude you gotta do it man like like, you got boule you got a boule man I get it man I've been there but the the series even on History Channel is pretty telling of how they're like uh, insinuating there is a lot of government Secrets to a lot of what's happening, and they even push the the notion. They talk about uh, Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. They talk about the Flatwood Monsters, and they have it even in the show. Like they're supposed to go out there and explain, like, "Hey, this happened because there was an owl, and uh, the the rotation of the moon at this temperature with this uh, meteor that struck with the fire." You know what I mean? Right. To explain it with scientific matter and to get the public on board with it. And as the series goes along, I haven't finished it yet. I'm almost. I think I'm like. Uh, episode seven or eight of the first season. There's two seasons. I didn't even know this thing came out in 2018, man. I never even heard of it, but I remember. Uh, yeah. wa- I remember watching. I don't. I don't think I made it through the whole first season. I, I'm gonna have to go back and and rewatch it because when it first came out, you know, I'm I'm prior Air Force, so I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm re- I remember hearing stories of Blue Book, and I'm like watching it, and I'm just like, wow, this is a pretty good fucking put together episode. Yeah. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like. Yeah, it is also the History Channel, too. So some some things you have to take with a grain of salt. But for the most part, it's a pretty informative uh, docuseries. Well, I thought the thing that's crazy because it's a dramatization, right? So I think that they can use it as a dramatization because then they can put whatever in there. And they don't got to tell you what's real and what's not real. That's true. That's true. I just started like looking at how they developed the characters and I'm sure they developed their characters off of real life people. And like the professor, I think it's interesting how they develop him as the season goes along as he's more skeptical and he's being hunted down and they even bring in the men in black and how there's this eerie, like, you know, feeling of what's going on that we know that there's this element of it. So like, to me, my conclusion is like, look, blue beam is obviously something that, may have been discovered by Serge Manos or other people. I even talked about uh, William Carr, one of his like influencers that he was like heavily influenced on. He was a Canadian naval officer that also was in uh, the Canadian Secret Service in World War II. And he started writing about like conspiracies and stuff, William Carr. 
And, I don't think uh, I've ever heard of William Carr. Yeah, he's he he, and this is the great part, man. Like discovering him, uh, he was like talking about conspiracies of a world order of communists. Uh, what was it again, man? That versus capitalism. Like so, it's like these communist bankers and capitalist bankers, but they're on the same team. <laughs> and then I was like, man, this is like incredible, bro. Like this is what the whole thing that we've been like dealing with. And, yeah. and so I'm 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 gonna get more into him. I've been like getting into his stuff. I never heard of him either, but. I found out him through Serge Manas, who wrote uh, Project Bluebeam, and he was heavily influenced by a lot of his work. But it's crazy how we talked about the communist, capitalist, like, same team kind of agenda. And it's like, wow, like, most of the wars that have happened in the 20th and 21st century happened from communist countries, capitalist country, or quote-unquote, right? Like, uh -huh. it wasn't necessarily that full-on capital, but, you know, that's what they represented. So it's pretty interesting stuff, man. And, like... I think that like so to go back to the the Miami Mall incident my, right away I always go my first train of thought is like who's lying bro this went viral think about like the skeptical they showed all these cop cars and then they were being disingenuous they're like this many cop cars wouldn't come from some kicks with some kids with some little sticks and little fireworks right. and you're like wait a second you're you're acting like they're throwing like the little like poppers you know mm -hmm. what I mean but if you're in the state of America that we live in post 9-11 with all these mass shootings that they run you, you know, they, they run you over with on the news, uh, you're going to hear some fireworks and people are going to call in. They had calls that called in and they thought it was a a, a, a shooter on the loose right. and people were scared. So that some of the accurate, so people got things right, like, you know, power was cut. There was a chopper in the sky, but it was a police chopper. It wasn't like a, a, a military chopper, as they said, but, so I haven't confirmed about the whole airport being shut down. From my knowledge, it hasn't been. But I think to me that was more of just what we do now. I think they've trained us. I don't even think anybody pushes this agenda anymore. I think that something comes out and one person just says something crazy and people go, whoa, yeah, there. why would there be a hundred cops? Like, and you're like, just like this one dude like made a, a he's like, I have to forget the video. They're like, look at this. Think about it. If you're in a bus, you can't touch the walls. Oh, right? they had that girl that was was talking about that. She's like, yeah, yeah, you can't talk. But but look, I'm in my car and I can touch the other side. When I saw that, I was like, bitch, there are two <laughs> different sizes. Okay, I drive truck for a living. Okay, one is eight and a half feet wide. Your car is is not even six feet wide. But they don't. They but they. That's my point, though. They ask these these type of questions that have been out there on the internet, and now they entangle that with like stuff that's happening. So someone just questioned and said, "Whoa, why would there be so many cops?" I heard it was just some kids with some sticks and some fireworks. Uh -huh. Why would there be hundreds of cops? But if it's a if it's a shooting or they think it's a mass shooting, that's gonna happen. Yeah. And there's going to be that many cops, and you got to think about it. There's only one cop, usually maybe two, per cop car. So there's always more cop cars. Look, I was tased by cops, right? When they tased me, there was like 30 cops right there, and it was just me. It wasn't like there was like a bunch of people. They knew me. I was just drunk talking crap to them. Ah, okay, yeah, like the guy was talking shit to me too. I was cool until you like, but once they start talking crap, I'm gonna go. But plus, now I'm older, and I'll be like, ah, right, man, I get it. I right. get you guys can do whatever you want. Like, so let me just go about my business. But if I'm getting tased and 30 cops are right there. Yeah. 
And that's, that's just, not very. That's not overkill. That's that's normal. So I think we're get, making win. But I say that to also say that doesn't. I still believe in a lot of the fantastical. I just think that they push. They let these viral stories go through, and we run with it, and we ruin our own credibility. I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's why I wanted to talk about Blue Book and all those things to kind of like bring people back. Like there is a lot. Like right, there's twelve thousand uh, uh, some odd cases that they they went through. Not every case was real. Like some right. can be proven. I'm with that. Some can be proven. But what about the ones that can't? Because even in their report, they said most could have been re- proven by natural causes or like aircraft. Most. They didn't most. say all. Right. Because there's other ones they just kind of go, well, we don't know about these ones. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for another time or not. Yeah. And w- with the whole Miami thing, it, it reminded me of the the whole Vegas thing that happened almost a year prior. Oh, these, yep. these creatures landed in my backyard. You never saw a video clip of it. You, you saw a supposed, you know, body cam footage of police pulling over a car, and you see this thing go through the sky. And it's like everybody has a phone right now. Everybody wants to go viral. So who who couldn't just sit down, piece these clip, clips together, make it look like one, and to the untrained eye, Oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God. And and to go back to the Miami thing, I was, because we covered it on Cunt, and I, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. With I'm so sick of hearing about these military black helicopters, these Blackhawks. It's like, yeah. mother... A, it wasn't one, and B, if it was one, who the fuck cares? You, you know what I mean? Like, people, I don't know where this came in, and, and I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards more of the Glenn Beck type of people. And I used to be a a listener of Glenn Beck back in the day. You know, oh, the Air Force is doing this. They're flying here. They're flying here. There's so many uh, Air Force and and Navy jets flying all over America, right? No shit. Where do you think they're going to fucking practice when they're stateside? They're going to fly in American airspace. You dumb motherfuckers. Where do you think they go to drop live bombs? They go up to, to Utah. Okay, where do you think they go to train? You know, the whole Top Gun Academy, that's Nellis Air Force Base in fucking Las Vegas. This has to happen for our pilots to be trained to go take on whatever mission, you know, comes up. Now, it was during the Obama years where drones were killing a lot of people. I get that, but they still have to fucking practice somewhere. Yeah, they're good. And then just even moving the military you know like they'll see like trains with yeah. like military equipment you're like well yeah let's get out bro like i we know some guy that works at a, a, um, a place where they build military vehicles uh around where i live and what do you think did you think they just like go get the guy and they each drive it off there no, no. man they, they put it on a train and they ship it off to wherever it has to go right but people don't realize a lot of that that's what i'm saying like so sometimes we have to and and again yeah, I get it because everybody has like their bias, right? Like the thing that so there's people that like just love aliens or or, or want it to be interdimensional or want it to be an aphelum or want it to. So I get that, right? So it plays on those strings because you're always talking about that, and it's something that. Oh, oh, excuse me. No, you're fine. Something that you've been um hoping to see, right? You're like, man, I would love to see a portal. So you're gonna be more likely. To mention that, yeah, hey, there's this portal thing. 
You know what I mean? Hey, there was a portal aspect to it. I know there was, right? It, that news is going to, you're just so excited. And then you, everything you see, you see through that perception of like, oh, they are lying to us, which I agree. They are lying about stuff. I just don't know what it is. Like, and I can't even like, it's so bad to a point where I'm like, I can't even tell you what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like I could speculate a little bit, but like, that's about it. Like, I, I think the Miami thing was literally a proof that we've been able to stop ourselves now. That now with the viral mentality of seeing stuff on TikTok, it, it reminded me of what we saw at Burning Man. Uh -huh. And Burning Man, they were like, there's this this deadly virus that's breaking out and blah, blah, blah. And then this is a national emergency. Now, did it flood? Yes. Did, did, did people get... Uh, I'm more prone to believe something more about Maui, like, because we're not talking about Maui no more. Like, no. Maui's just, like, doesn't even exist anymore. And, like, there's so many questions that we still have. I just, I think it's crazy. But to, to kind of, because I'm just, like, rambling, because that's what I kind of do, right? But, like, <laughs> I kind of, it's me into another point when we're talking about mass shooters. There's something I've been, like, thinking about, and I kind of wrote it on Twitter a little bit, but I haven't really... I've been so busy. I haven't got on any podcast to really uh, explain this thought I have about mass shootings right now. So if you've noticed, a lot of the mass shootings have had like LGBTQ affiliations in like the last like, I don't know, five to ten, whatever. Oh, even, big story. Even longer than Probably five more, to ten. Right? Yeah. Okay. So think about this, right? I was like, what's the purpose of this? Everybody's like, oh, it's because they're trying to start a civil war. Everybody was looking for that angle. Right. My angle was like, no, this is how they get the conservatives to give up their guns or get gun restriction, get mm -hmm. laws passed. Because they're going to be like, like you get uh, libs of TikTok over here like, oh, look at uh, look at uh, these trans people or look at this uh, activist that's with LGBTQ person and they have a gun. Eventually, that's going to dehumanize these and people are going to be like, we need to stop that. And yep. they're going to make a law. That sounds like, oh, trans can't have guns or like something like that. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it also says you can't either. Right. Oh, you I mean, you mean a law, something similar to the Patriot Act? Mm, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I, I think this is going to be played into, against the conservatives because I always tell them like, hey, this pendulum swinging, bro. Like right now, you, you know, you're you're going to get the power back. And when you get the power back, what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to go retaliate. That's what you're going to do. You're going to retaliate against, oh, you stupid, dumb, libtard. I got you, you libtard. And then what happens? We're all going to suffer, bro. Like, yeah. both these guys just fight, and then they take away another. They're like, oop, now you can't do that. Oop, now you can't do that. You're like, <laughs> the, the best thing about me starting a podcast, because I was so fucking, I, I don't know if I want maybe borderline brainwashed right-wing conservative, you know, was into talk radio, listened to Glenn Beck, had to listen to Rush, had to listen to Hannity, you know, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, start a podcast, and I start realizing, huh, huh, wow, they're just a fucking, they're, they're plants. They're plants for, for the, for the gun-toting, chew-spitting, country boy, American-loving person that everybody wants to shit on, which is not bad. I'm a country boy, okay? I, I, I get it. You know, I, I love America. I serve my country. I like to hunt. I like to fish. I like to drink beer, you know, whatever. But these people are put in these roles to steer mass populations of, of the country into a certain direction. So we're fighting over two wings on one fucking bird that, that has the same goal in mind. One does it quick. One does it slow. 
Take your pick. Do you want the fast route or the slow route? Well, think about this, too, since you brought up uh, Rush Limbaugh, right? Look at the strategy that he talked about. Was that like in 2008 or, or, yeah, 2008, Operation Chaos? Yeah. Where he had people vote, hey, go in the primary. Guess what they're doing now? They're voting in the primaries, Democrats voting for Nikki Haley yeah. to, to, like, kind of disrupt the system. But he did the same thing, and I think that, like, people – we all find people that are favorites, right? And I think what, and this is why I have sympathy and like empathy towards people of like, where it's like, Hey man, I'm not mad at someone that they're, they, they got a busy life, right? Like they're, they're trying to raise their kids, do the best job they can. Uh, they're going to work. And a lot of us now work tons of hours. Like it's, it's not a, a where you get to just like, Oh, I'm home by three every day. You know what I mean? No, you're, you might be home at eight, nine. Like you don't know what time you're going through all this stuff and then you just like, hey, I kind of got to keep up with the world. I like this guy. He seems cool. I'm going to listen to him. You don't want to keep finding people so people just get, you know, and they use that loyalty to their advantage. And yeah. when you got people, and it's not like that Glenn, Glenn Beck's a bad person, but his that's his, you know, mentality. And he's gotten like, just to me, he gets too overbearing of like, oh, the government's going to collapse. He's like a less... Uh, 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 vulgar, not vulgar, but like less uh, animated Alex Jones kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and now, now he's all about v- Vivek Ramaswamy being, being the vice president. Oh, oh, but yet he'll tell you to do your own homework. And he, he I think Glenn was my cunt of the week uh, this, this week. Um, but, you know, do your own homework, look into these people, you know, see who. Then look into Ramaswamy, you stupid I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been starting to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the sedge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we bad shit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. 
Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, no, I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last snug. I picture this dimension I don't wanna come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.